Mm-hmm. Hey, I'm Spencer. And I'm Britton. On February 27th, 2000, X-Files had an episode, uh-huh. episode 13 of season 7, called First, First Person, Person Shooter. Shooter. Written by William Gibson. And today, we're going to talk about it. This is Getting X. Yeah, no, that, that uh. tracks. That, that, that rocks. I'm glad you got the real song. We needed that. Uh, th- this episode of uh, Getting Head, sponsored by Elysian Brewing. Yeah. You got this. Uh, and their this new beer here. Skull Rock Nordic Style Pale Ale. Uh huh. It's, it's got like. So I want to talk about this beer really quick first mm-hmm. because uh, the, <laughs> this beer, it's called Skull Rock, like you mentioned, Nordic Style Pale Ale. Mm-hmm. And the art on the beer bottle, it, it looks like a guy wearing black metal corpse paint. Yeah. Um, and like I saw this at the store, and Elysian Brewing is like not—they're <clears throat> not exactly like a fancy brewery. They are owned by Budweiser. They are Anheuser Busch. Anheuser Busch, and uh, they're not exactly super legit. And this, this just came across to me as like, you know, the the normies appropriating black metal culture, you know, which yeah. is hilarious. I gotta but, say, but you know what it looks like to me is it looks like the Ultimate Warriors face paint from uh, from wrestling. Which I mean, is, is why he... he sent you the the, 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 the gif of Ultimate Warrior. Yeah, yeah. I mean, but is he a Nordic-style pale wrestler? I mean, he seems like a white supremacist. He's super anti-gay, oh. so. Yikes. Yeah, very yikes. Hate but, to um, see it. Oh. Anyway, so last week, uh, Spencer mm-hmm. recommended on the podcast that yes. we'll uh, release this Sunday. <laughs> That's so confusing. Shut uh. up. Uh, <laughs> No, um, so uh, last week Spencer recommended uh, that I watch this episode of X-Files. I did. Uh, season 7, episode 13, first person shooter, written by William fucking Gibson, uh, of all people. Amazing sci-fi writer. Uh, writer of Neuromancer, mm-hmm. uh, also writer of Johnny Mnemonic. Yes, he uh, was. <laughs> so, yes. you know, like really... A guy that knows a guy who writes. A definitely. guy who writes. He a guy, definitely writes. One of the one of the uh, uh, foundational uh, writers behind cyberpunk. Mm. You know, just somebody really important in that scene and that culture. Mm-hmm. And I think that's really interesting. And also, this episode is interesting for a lot of reasons. So yeah. let's get into it, okay? Let's really just get into it. So it starts with a cold open. Uh, it does, yes. It does. Uh, it op- opens with a siren wailing and mm-hmm. some excited, uh, like, soldier-type guys, like, gearing up and saying they're ready to kill yep. and the, yep. they're death machines. They're wearing a gear that looks like uh, like fancy laser tag gear. It, yeah, it looks yeah. like fancy laser tag gear, maybe with a little bit of, like, Borg-inspired aesthetic. Yeah, from, sure. Yeah, know. totally. Like, definitely, like, turn of the millennium, like... Uh, a cyberpunk aesthetic, for sure. Yeah, definitely. And it becomes clear very quickly that they're in some kind of like VR game. Yeah. Right? Yeah. And so the three guys, 
uh, exit this room. They're mm-hmm. led out of the room by the, the, these the, two these two operators. The three guys are, uh, are uh, uh, Moxie, Retro, and then a fat guy who doesn't get a name. Just, <laughs> yeah, he doesn't get. I a just name. call him the Fat Man. Okay, if that works for you. We, we <laughs> I don't know if that works for me, but we're, we're gonna go with hey, it. Hey, fat, okay? fat's fine. Fat's fine. He's a fat man it, but without a name. That so that is true. He is those things. And he's he's yeah. the only fat man of the three, uh-huh. and they're all white and all kind of share similar characteristics, except he's the one fat one. Uh huh. We don't. We're not hating on fat. No, that's fine. That's, that's fine. Cool. Yeah, we're we're, that's we're a okay thing. with that. Yeah. yeah, I'm not being fat phobic. I'm no. just saying. That's You're the, fat aware. That's the one defining characteristic he has between the three of them. I, I, could, w- I wonder I what could, he I could say like as. the most vaguely Italian American of the three, but that's also kind that, of saying the that same would, yeah, thing. Mm, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you, you kind of are saying the same <laughs> the thing. The fat man. <laughs> mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Well, anyway, so like they're let out of the room, the small room that they're in, where mm-hmm. they're gearing up by yep. these two control operators. They're yep. in like a control room of sorts. They, some they say they're monitoring their their heart rates. Yeah, they're monitor- monitoring their vitals, uh, mm-hmm. things like that. Their um, their telemetry, as they later yeah. say. For the sure. Telemetry. Uh, so they, they, they leave the room and then they're standing in front of like a little barrier and a bunch of dudes mm-hmm. on motorcycles start riding whoa, towards whoa, them. B- before that, they're gearing up and one of them's like, call it retro, call it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, no, that was when the motorcycle dude started driving towards them. Well, they're yeah, like yeah. Waiting. Because he to... was like, the the don't wait till you see the whites of their eyes moment. And they're totally. Yeah. Ret- retro is obviously the alpha of this. Obviously. Or yeah. the dom of these three guys. <laughs> He uh, he uses fat fat uh, fat guy as uh, as piggy fuck boy, and he's like, "Fuck you, you fat piggy piggy fuck!" As he's fucking him in the ass. That took a turn. Uh, That's what retro does to the fat. Guy. I believe that. Anyways, there's all these dudes on motorcycles driving towards them. I don't, I don't really know what them. he does to Moxie though. What do you think he does to Moxie? I don't. I don't know, man. Anyway, so the yeah, motorcycles. Yeah, I know. The, the motorcycles are coming at him. The motorcycles start shooting at him, and they start shooting back. And they just, like, stand in one place and just shoot machine guns really loudly for a really long time. Well, there's a barrier, like, in front of them. It's, uh-huh. like, in a V-shape. That's true. It actually comes into play, like, later in the episode. They use it again. Mm-hmm. Um, ooh, one yep. thing I liked about these three guys, too, is they called each other geeks and knuckleheads. Ah, they're like, yeah, yeah. us geeks. And then uh, he's like, let's do it, knuckleheads. Uh, yeah. And then so well. they, they're they're fighting through these guys. They kill all the motorcycle guys. They mm-hmm. go into stage two. Stage two, you got a bunch of like, it, no, no, this was not stage two. This was just part of the same stage. Well, the, in in the intro to the episode, I just watched it. They do say like we're enter they're entering stage two. Do they, they do say that in the intro to the episode? Interesting. Yeah. Okay. So. Then there's like a bunch of like Nazi looking guys with like sniper rifles yeah. above them. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And uh Oh no, they were they were um they were like Tommy guns. Were they Tommy guns? Yeah, they were okay. all Tommy guns. Sure. There's yeah. all these like Nazi looking guys above them, so they're like shooting those guys mm-hmm. and one of the guys, Moxie, gets shot and mm-hmm. so his like vest explodes a little bit and he's like laying on the ground being like zapped a little bit by the vest that he's wearing. Yeah. Which is a fun concept. Yeah, the, like the vest like basically has like built-in squibs, it seems yeah. like. Yeah. And it, and you know, it's also like monitoring your heart rate and stuff like that. Um yeah, he yeah. gets blasted and then someone's like the bloodthirst is unquenchable. Yeah, I wrote that down too. Which is like <laughs> They no, say the, that multiple the, I know, times they in say, the episode. Yeah, they do and then so. they like work it into a speech as well and I was like what the fuck? Like they're yeah. really into this yeah. unquenchable bloodthirst. They're really into the unquenchable bloodthirst. That's, 
That's the thing. So so, so then uh, Moxie gets taken out. Yeah, Moxie, Moxie, Moxie gets, gets taken, taken out. out. So and then, Fat Guy and Moxie are out now. Well, so, so Fat Guy covers for Retro. Well, Retro mm-hmm. runs inside a building. Mm-hmm. Now, when Retro's in the building, he yeah. goes down the, some stairs. Nope. He's like looking around. He hears a noise behind him, turns around, out walks uh, a sexy girl. A dominatrix, basically. Uh, sure, yeah. yeah I, I, she's that I would kind say of aesthetic, she, yeah. it was kind of like a, a Carmen Electra lookalike dominatrix. Yeah. Is the best yeah. way I can explain it. Very, for sure. Very like uh, 1999 hot. Yes, extremely ninety nine hot. Yeah, um, she looked really good. By the she way, did. Yeah, she did. She looked great. I mean, yeah, no, she was, um, she was a, she was just a hot person, just like the like the the feminine ideal in nineteen ninety nine. Indeed. So, sexy girl walks down the stairs to him. He mm-hmm. gets down on his knees and kisses her hand. Yeah, uh, which is a weird reaction when you're playing a video game to do that i don't know super it's a lot maybe uh, maybe, maybe well i mean it was it, it's like this augmented reality thing so uh-huh. if he sees that he's like maybe she wants to fuck maybe i can fuck in this video game can i fuck in this video game is that a thing? that's true that you might think that anyways uh. he gets down on his knees kisses her hand she looks at and him and said, says this is my game oh she says my i am matreya mm-hmm. this is my game and then pulls out a flintlock pistol and shoots him in the chest mm-hmm. boom q x files theme opening credits yeah exactly <laughs> uh want to believe yeah so yeah cool uh then we cut to Mulder and Scully arriving at the facility. At, they, at, at the FPS corporate offices yes. in Inland Empire, California. Very specific, yes. Yes. Mm-hmm. Uh, so they arrive at the office. Uh, they kind of talk to a security guard, and they get let in. They get they, they get a corneal scan to get let yeah, in. Yeah, which is pretty wild pretty, that you'd let somebody get that information about you, you especially know? in two, especially as an fbi officer in 2000 like I know. who the fuck has a corneal scan then except for like the fbi and they're like yeah we'll just give them our fucking eye print as fbi agents they can't use that for a nefarious purpose ever at all <laughs> this corporation wow. no. i mean life before big tech right like uh, i mean this was the like the beginning of big tech then, i know you know i know well, the naivety the naivete Yes. Of society. Yeah, I know. It's a wild thing. Yeah. Anyways, they get in. And Guess who walks out? The fucking lone gunman. Lone yeah. gunman walk out. Well, well, before that, before that, they're kind of discussing. Mulder and Scully have a philosophical discussion briefly mm-hmm. to let us know briefly kind of what their takes on the situation are. Yeah. Uh, Scully uh, calls them video games, and Mulder tries to correct her. And mansplain, calling them digital entertainment, <laughs> and yes. so immediately it's it's obvious like what kind of moral arguments and moral stances the two of these you know these two FBI agents take because you know they're always two sides of a you know varying coin. This is true, uh, and obviously here Mulder is taking the dude bro. I mm-hmm. like video games. As, as and, expected. And as, as like, expected. in this episode, it is established, yeah. Mulder fucking loves video games. He does. He, he does. fucking yeah. loves a video game. Uh, no, no, all... no, excuse me. Digital entertainment. Yeah, he is all about this fucking game. You'll see. You'll see. Digital entertainment. He is all about this digital entertainment. You'll um, see. So, yeah. Anyway, uh, as you said, uh, who comes out after that? The, the fucking lone gunman. Lone motherfucking gunman. So we, yeah. Uh, um, Langley 
The other two guys, I don't remember. Uh, Langley, Byers, and Frohiki. That that that's the one. Langley plays the most into this because he's the computer programmer guy of the three. Yeah, and Langley's obviously the coolest, and I'm not saying that just because I'm biased. He looks like the best him, character, but he is the fucking best. He's wearing a sick Ozo Motley shirt in this, uh-huh. just tight. Yeah, like what a what a rad dude. He's, he's so he's, tight. He's pretty cool. Um, you don't know who Langley is. Look him up. Yeah, anyway, so tight. the lone gunmen, these three guys appear and explain that they're consultants for this company, FPS, mm-hmm. and Langley has coded and created all of the bad guys for the digital entertainment. Well, in the in the episode, it just says, like, Langley did some programming for them. No, no, it, it says he created all the bad guys. Does it really? Yeah, it I, I didn't. Hmm. Yeah, I watched it okay. twice. All right, I, I did too. Yeah, it definitely. He definitely says one of the guys says, "Yeah, he created all the bad guys" or something okay. like that. Um, all right. So he created all of the the villains for this, and um, uh, then uh, in return they got stock options for this company, mm-hmm. which would basically be worthless. Uh, if the game didn't ship the next week to yeah, so like, 50 malls throughout the United States and Japan. Yeah, so that's kind of the big crux of the episode is like they they want to get this game out there. It's a week from launch. Mm-hmm. Dude shows up dead somehow. Yeah. Murdered in the game. Yes. Right. Um, so that's why they had Mulder and Scully come out, take a mm-hmm. look at it. Right. So They didn't want to get police involved. And so they relied on the lone gunman using their FBI connection to uh, supersede the jurisdiction of the local police in a local murder. Which is pretty wild. It is. Yeah. Fuck it. I mean, it's it's super corporate. That's something a corporation would do, which yeah. is the most believable part of this entire <laughs> episode. Uh, <laughs> yeah. There's, a, there's also a pretty good line uh, when Mulder's talking to the lone gunman about uh, whether or not the game can launch if somebody died, and he's like, you better oh. check your shorts for cake. I hated that so much. I wrote that line down. I did too. Because we're, so let's talk about this line. Let's break this down. Uh Because it can have a couple different meanings, right? Uh And so let's go through the meanings. Uh The the first and most obvious one is check your shorts for cake. You you shit your pants, maybe. Yeah. That's how I took it. That's that's kind of how you can take it. And like shortcake being kind of the wordplay that he's working on there, right? Check your shorts for cake because why else would he say cake? It doesn't make sense. I, it doesn't make. There's a lot of lines in this that don't make sense. This is one of them. No. Where, well, here. Oh. Okay. All right. So, you got something for this? So okay. I a further know. interpretation. Let's go through what shorts uh-huh. are in a financial sense, especially since they were just talking about stocks. Uh huh. So a short is when uh-huh. you take a position and basically like take a loan out of the future of the stock. Mm-hmm. taking a bet that the stock will go down. Yeah. Um, and so if he is checking his shorts, checking his stock shorts for cake, and cake being like a reward. I, I This is the biggest stretch you've ever tried to pull. This is the big short right here, baby. <laughs> I hate this. No, 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 no. <laughs> and so check your shorts for like a reward. So... Check uh-huh. your stock shorts. So if you like have all this like and you short this stock, you have cake. That is not what he was saying. And let's go further into this. Let's not when, go when further cake, into this. Cake in a class context. Let's uh-huh. go back to the French Revolution. Let them have cake. Mary Antoinette Mary let Antoinette. them have cake. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. And so maybe he's saying yeah. like 
if you check your shorts, you will have so much money that you will be so class divided because you are so rich uh-huh. from the shorting of this stock. Yeah. Because you used insider knowledge in order to short yourself because there was a murder on this property and you called us in. Cool. And in as much that line is fucking brilliant. Fucking, fucking like, like Pulitzer award shit right there. You better check your shorts for cake says Mulder. Hey, this is a, a segment from one of our Patreon only bonus episodes. Yeah, if you want to hear the rest of the episode and hear the rest of our bonus content altogether, uh, consider maybe uh, giving us a follow on Patreon. Um, Hell yeah. Yeah, we've got to, for as little as $2 a month, you can subscribe to us. Um, and it helps us make the podcast, helps us do extra shit, helps Indeed. us uh, live the dream of not working for the man and <laughs> yeah, working for, for sure. ourselves, uh, just doing bucket head content that's a joke no one's ever no gonna, no yeah no, no one's ever <laughs> yeah <laughs> no but seriously uh check us out at yeah. uh, patreon.com slash getting head hell yeah and i hope you enjoy this clip from the episode yeah thank you thanks bye